0: Hello, and welcome to the Consider Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Eric King, and along with my co-host, Mino Pachan, we're here to talk about all things mental health. Let's get into it.
1: All right, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Consider Your Mind podcast, episode 25.
0: Milestones, milestones, 25 deep, man. Quarter to 100, we're almost there, (laughs)
1: Yep. So last week, we had a special guest on the episode of Returning Guests, actually Rupert Missick. So if you missed that episode, go ahead and feel free to go give that a listen. This week, we have another guest.
0: For sure, man. That's the fam. Yep.
1: This week, we have another guest, brand new to the show, uh, James Bresky. Go ahead, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hey. Uh, thanks, guys. I still can't believe you guys got Consider Your Mind as a name. It's, it, you guys got so lucky with that. You like that? That is wild. Hey,
0: man, yeah um definitely it was a blessing man bought that dot com and the rest is history that's so crazy
2: that's (laughs) amazing (laughs) um i'm surprised facebook didn't buy it and you had to pay like a 100 grand or something for it but um anyway yeah no my uh (laughs) my name is uh james Bresky. um rhymes with jet ski so people remember um it's felt very weird but uh yeah no i was diagnosed i've been diagnosed with all kinds of things right like i've uh lived all over the country um i was born in alaska and my dad, he was, like, a crab fisherman and a teacher, right? So it was... Okay. It was, it
0: was All the stereotypes. Dude,
2: tell me about it. <laughs> and, like, it, just the whitest man you could imagine. And, uh, no, it's just, like, I, I tagged along with him, right? And, like, I thought nothing of it. And, like, life was good up until I was about seven or eight, um... Like, when I was around seven, I remember, you know, they, they start indoctrinate you into, like, I'm Catholic. So, like, it was like ha- I was Catholic anyway. Like, I'm kind of lapsed uh, just because I'm tired.
0: Yeah, you were raised that way.
2: Yeah. And I remember, like, yeah, I gotcha. growing up in these little native villages, right? Like, the priest would fly out to the town of, like, 200 people, right? And, mm-hmm. and I remember hearing, like, the body and blood of Christ as a kid and like we would have the we would have the uh service in someone's house so most of the time it was ours Mm -hmm. yeah communion yeah and I just remember hearing the body and blood of Christ and I was like all right we're in some crazy cult that's pretty neat no wonder we live up here you know what I mean (laughs)
0: like we're having it in a
2: house not the church like okay cool.
0: not not explained at all not explained at all man (laughs) Yeah. No, man, so that's awesome, bro. So, no, man, I definitely, uh, again, we did a little bit of um, talking before the show, you know, to kind of introduce, you know, ourselves. We got we got uh, hooked up through um, a, a friend and family, you know, member of the show, you know, our boy Steve Moore, moreawarenesstease.com. So, uh, when we were talking to Steve and he said, hey, man, I have this idea to do a, a show on borderline personality disorder. Um, then he said, hey, I have a friend, you know, who actually, you know, has been diagnosed with that. And so I said, hey, you know what? we're going to, you know, get him on the show. And so we can get, you know, kind of expertise into, you know, what that's like and kind of the process of, um, you know, coming to that realization, getting the diagnosis and living with it. But yeah, man, not to interrupt you too much because I know you got an amazing story again, coming all the way from Alaska, uh, the whitest man in the native <laughs> village, uh, all the way to your journey here to, uh, encouraging people to get, you know, um, therapy and, you know, work on your mental health. Um, So, yeah, we appreciate you for having me on the show. But real quickly, man, as I was was, was doing a little research for the show, looking up, you know, BPD, borderline personality disorder, um, it's just the definition. You know, the Mayo Clinic one is a mental disorder characterized by unstable moods, behavior, and relationships. Um, The cause of borderline personality isn't well understood and diagnosis be made. Um, is made based on symptoms. Symptoms include emotional instability, feelings of worthlessness, insecurity, impulsivity, and impaired social relationships. So as as you kind of look back on that, you know, um, bring me up into the journey of like, you know, hey, you know, native, you know, villages in Alaska to finally getting diagnosed with that, you know, uh, disorder. Did it kind of like, you know, when you got diagnosed with that, you know, did it make, make those dots leading up to that connect any better <laughs> yeah
2: man so i was i think i was 26 uh when i was diagnosed uh, no 27 um uh, okay. because like one of the symptoms of bpd especially in males is uh impulsivity or addictive uh or, uh, or, in a, or risky behavior yeah risky behavior and i was good man like i i remember um they, my dad's bipolar. Right. But like, uh, they tried okay. they tried diagnosing me with that and they give me the meds and nothing. It just made me sad. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I was just like, I'm not, I've never been manic. You know what I mean? I've never been happy mm-hmm. on my own supply, so I don't understand why you're doing this. Um, but when I was 27, I went to treatment for the first time and, uh, for, uh, drug use disorder um, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I was hooked on my own ADHD meds, right?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: and yeah. Uh, the like the other the other thing with BPD, especially in guys, is like <laughs> uh, it's it, there's this weird attention seeking part to it, right? Like I would show up to parties and stuff like that, be be the coolest guy, right? Because like, I would take over the party with like my crazy life story, like I'm from Alaska, I've done these things, I've done this, and then I would just disappear, right? And my friends thought I was living this extravagant, crazy life. But all I was doing was, you know, like using and playing video games and uh, other nefarious things. Right. And I uh, when I was diagnosed, I didn't really understand what it was. Right. So I was just like, I'm am I a psycho now? Like, do I have to go? Ah, there you go. The, like, <laughs> yeah. like, is that the cure? I just have to start killing small animals and work my way up like <laughs> Like, what is, I've seen
0: Dexter, I know how to do this, right? I was about to say Dexter, wow, you definitely got that from Dexter, bro. But you know what, but I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the reasons we're doing this show is because um these last, you know, uh, I guess a month or two, we've been doing episodes on kind of um, disorders that are misunderstood. So again, what does it mean to actually be, you know, diagnosed with schizophrenia, uh, psychosis, bipolar disorder? Um, you know, what does it really actually look like instead of, you know, just saying it and using almost a slur, let's look at it and take it seriously.
2: I kind of ignored the symptoms, right? Um, I ignored, uh, when I was first diagnosed, I was just like, ah, that's not, that's not me. That's, that's whatever. But as I look back, I remember like my first relationship in high school, right? Um, I was very possessive, um, she was probably my first addiction. Um, I just got over her probably a year ago and it's been like 13 years. I thought she was the one, right? Like, because growing up, like,
0: the one-itis I've heard it called that one. Yeah,
2: man. And then it just turned in this epic Greek tragedy of a high school relationship. But I, I was super shy too. I was afraid to get close to people. Um, back when I was a kid, um, when I turned about eight, um, I, So from eight to about 11, I had lost about 22 people that I loved and cared about. And the reason why the number is so high is because in Alaska, uh, especially in the villages, uh, we take planes everywhere. And uh, there was a plane crash in 1999 that killed about 11 of my friends, you know, uh, people that I grew up with, people that I knew. Um, And then shortly before that, too, my mom passed away, right? um my grandparents both died within a month and the first person that i lost um to bring it back to the catholic thing like i thought praying was gonna be the answer right like my the first person i lost was my cousin Lori. me and her were the same age and she had brain cancer right and i remember just praying i'm like yeah god won't you know like if he's all loving he yeah, won't
0: he won't let her die yeah yeah, yeah give my cousin back you know and then, he'll do me a solid and then she
2: she died and i was devastated. I felt betrayed. Right. And I think one of the worst things you could tell a kid too, is like, God wanted that person more than
0: you did. And it's just like, Oh, he needed to call one of his angels up. You know, people try to say some sweet stuff I've heard. oh man, uh, I know. And
2: it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it just hurts, you know? Um, so I was very disassociative at a young age. Um, again, another one of the symptoms, um, and, and I was afraid to get close to people because I was wondering who was next. And like,
0: yeah, because you dealt with a lot of that death, a lot of loss back to back. You can get very, you know, used to that disappointment. And okay, that makes a lot of sense. You said disassociative. Oh yeah, yeah. I was
2: I was very disassociative as a kid. Um, I would try to have friends, but uh, eventually, like something would happen. And another one of the symptoms too is like, um, and I didn't know this until recently talking to my therapist, but um, is like all of a sudden it's like different emotions towards relationships. Right. So I would have crazy, like I would be really close to this guy one day and then the next day I would betray him. Right. And like I would bully him or, or something like that. And like, I just wanted to feel something right. Because of that disassociation. Um, now I was bullied a lot too, as a kid. Um, and it, that like just growing up in different places where I was the minority for a little bit, you know? And, yeah. Well, you,
0: you look different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And
2: that, and that sounds crazy to people. And the thing is, is like, I got to experience like 10% of my life, what other minorities in this country have to deal with every day. Right. And um, I, so I see that in a different light, but um, I remember back to the, my, sorry, I'm all over the place, but um, back to my, first girlfriend um my when my dad remarried uh me and the stepmom didn't get along that's why I'm here in Minnesota um they they just kept me here because there were better schools and different opportunities um and when I got my first girlfriend here I thought that was it you know because like learning from my dad I was like oh all you need to do is find the girl and then you're good
0: like life just happened Oh man, Disney, Disney fantasies, man. right supposed, you know, rescue the princess from the tower, oh, She'll love you forever, you know. Man, and Disney be- <laughs> He got sold at hook line and sinker. And
2: Disney messed us all up, man, because like as guys, it
0: betrayed us. Like
2: we're supposed to like we're supposed to get the girl. This is how it's supposed to happen, right? And uh, like people wonder yeah, why I guys do the right things. But, like I honestly, I really do believe that like guys are more are just as emotional as girls. I mean, look at prisons, you know what I mean? Like most of the crimes committed there were like crimes of passion, right? Because of our emotions, because we're losing that thing that we thought we cherished, you know? And with this first girl, I was so possessive. And I remember when it ended, um, I was devastated. I was absolutely, I was just like, well, the, this is it. I started smoking cigarettes. I started drinking more heavily.
0: And what age was this? What
2: age? Um is this? I was nineteen or eighteen. Um, oh, okay. And, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh and I didn't really like have a problem per se until later on. Like I I I, I when I graduated high school, it was Great Depression Part two, it was two thousand nine, you know, um there was no jobs mm-hmm. anywhere in my high school yeah
0: yeah, we're around the same age yeah, yeah it, i remember that yeah remember. remember
2: when gas was 503 for like yeah, six months
0: Yeah, the great recession we were yeah, 18. 18. exactly it's all over <laughs> housing market crash exactly we talk about that in certain earlier episodes how we went uh, through all that change and like you know they gave us bleak prospects even after college or high school well you know there's no jobs out there good, good luck, luck. To
2: you. yeah have fun with your debt you <laughs> idiot. Oh, and,
0: yeah <laughs>
2: and like in high school i uh I didn't try at all. I didn't care. Um, until, uh, the, the end of my sophomore year, I, my counselor was like, Hey, like, um, instead of going to math and English and stuff, because I'm dyslexic as well. So I didn't know how to read until I was about 12 properly. Um, and it's, I still can't spell. Um, I, I have to pay for grammarly uh, every month and even grammarly when I type stuff is like, you're dumb. You know I
0: thank god for therapy even grammarly right? trying to depress you put you down out here man See, right? um, it's a cruel world we live in
2: but like when she anyway when when she left i um i already had a like a paramedic license uh from my high school uh it was part of the psco program um i had yep, yep. and all of a sudden i cared about school because i'm like saving lives you know what I mean? Like I'm learning how to save lives mm-hmm. and, uh,
0: it had some meaning, some purpose to it. Right.
2: And after I lost, uh, my girlfriend, um, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole and then I came back and I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to be a firefighter. I'm going to train to be a firefighter. I'm going to do this. And I was hyper-focused on that. And then, um, in 2010, I, the day before, uh, my physical test to, to be a firefighter, I broke my neck in two places. And uh, half of my wow. my right side of my face is mostly metal. Now, a jet ski accident. James Rescue revs the jet, jet ski. ski. Yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Rescue with the
2: uh, jet ski. Man, man. Never be a passenger. That's what I tell people, right? And that yes. and the recovery process for that was long. Terrible. Um, yeah, when you break well, your absolutely. neck, it's wild. I thought my face was going to be disfigured for my entire life. And luckily, like, I got, like, one of the best surgeons. He did pro bono because I was young and didn't have insurance at the time. And um, after, all of the, after all of this kind of happened, um, I didn't realize, since I was the passenger, um, my buddy's uncle, who owned the jet ski, was pretty wealthy. And uh, he had really good insurance on it. And I got a call one day and was like, hey, we're going to give you one hundred and fifty grand," And I was 20. Mm. right a lot of money and and to me that was all the money in the world right like mm-hmm. it was i'm like i'm the richest man in the, for 150 yeah, 19, days 19,
0: 1920 years old i remember yeah man, i was eating noodles in college
2: right you know what i mean and uh, like all of a sudden when i got that money uh everything changed for me mm-hmm. um i started uh my first job out of when i was done recovering was overnight um And, uh, it's really hard to stay awake during Mm overnights.
0: Really? I've done it before. Um,
2: I, I can't do it anymore. Like it's too triggering for me now. I like, I told my boss, if they ever put me on overnights, I'll be back on meth in a week. You know, um, Mm. just, just because it, it just affected me so much because all of a sudden you're all alone. You don't get to see anybody. You don't get that crazy party life that you want until your day's off, which for me was Monday and Tuesday. You know, and the only people getting messed up on a Monday and Tuesday are what, like
0: your fellow late
2: early twenties? You know, you know (laughs) what I mean. Um, and my buddy introduced me to Vivans, and then I got myself prescribed. It was super easy. You know, I is that just like up the symptoms. Or... No, no, that... Vivance is a stimulant.
0: Stimulant. Um, okay. Yeah. Amphetamine. Yep.
2: It's like, a- it's like Adderall. Yep. Yeah. You said you had
0: your ADHD medication. So amphetamines. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I took it as prescribed for a little while. And what I ended up doing was I uh, decided to go to Europe with my best friend and his little brother. Mm-hmm. Right. Euro trip. Um, <laughs> and it was. It was a Euro trip. Right. Um, but all of a sudden, I ran out of my pills there, and I was the most impulsive antisocial mm-hmm. person. It was the first time in my life. It was uh four and a half months uh thirty six cities twenty five countries. I remember probably about seven of them
0: getting it you know in. Um, <laughs> get,
2: getting it in. I had a girlfriend at the time I cheated on her probably about seven times, you know mm-hmm. um, and it was all i what well, it was all bad. It was the first time in my, get this, my best friend, you know, uh, my best friend and uh, his little brother was Jake Bond and James Bond. So I traveled Europe with Ooh, James Bond.
0: With the Bond, right? with James Bond. Oh, wow. right. That's a free drink at every bar, at least. That's that's good for Dude, one it free was. round.
2: We almost lost his passport a hundred times.
0: Goodness but gracious. But
2: it just sounds, it sounds like a fever dream, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, like you did not travel with james and i'm like james thomas bob the third there it is you know <laughs> um and uh <laughs> i just can't get over that you know mm-hmm. and um it, when I, we were in ireland um towards the end of our trip he came up to me and was like "Rusky i really think you have a problem and i was like I what do you read he was like you disappeared on us four or five times i almost ran off with an australian chick oh wow. at one point it's the accident and then i I don't know what it is um and in and in Britain too, you know it's weird because like you know how like American women swoon over the British accent at least the mm-hmm. um the proper one, right the posh one um in Britain, it's the opposite with Americans, apparently they think our accent's really sexy, and I was like, I did not know this, and this is incredible for me. here we go, you know, um, <laughs> and anyway, I got back home uh in August. And I remember I was withdrawing from all kinds of drugs. I did, uh, ecstasy, you know, psychedelics while I was there, we stayed in a hippie commune for four days and I did a bunch of ketamine. Um, again, disassociative, mm-hmm.
0: uh, all the stuff they um, tell you not to do all the stuff that they're yeah. wrong. about, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I had fun with that. That's fine. You know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, but when I got back home, I didn't know how to get any of that. Mm-hmm. So, I just started taking three or four of my Vyvanse at the same time. And voila, I was cured. That's Mm. the end. This is it, you know? Yep. Self-medication. Dude. And like, it kept me stuck, uh, in the hotel business forever. Uh, I was, I, I was a hotel supervisor at two different places. Um, and the thing is, is like, again, another and other uh, symptom, risky sexual behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, risky behavior. I I was involved with my boss who was married. She was about seven years older and she was from France. So okay. she wasn't even a full US man. citizen.
0: Hey man, this yeah, isn't the dude. red table, but hey, you put your business out there. Don't put it hey, you put it out dude, there dude, now. We didn't I we did not I, have to con- pulse anybody i don't
2: care <laughs> <laughs> i don't no, care but it's, man. Real. it's part of the journey book, man dude.
0: it is it, yeah, really part of the journey
2: i have an open book and like for two years we played house right like for two years i was spending all my money on the dark web making sure i had the proper drug supply and then all of a sudden the money ran out right and uh, like being with her was like living five categories of pornhub for two years you know what i mean work boss married french like it was, it was ridiculous. a lot it
0: was a lot going on
2: <laughs> and it really warped my idea of relationships, and like once you live like that fantasy, once you experience that, like it it's almost like when people tell you when you have sex on ecstasy, it ruins it i it, for me, it was that. I was like, how am I supposed to tell anyone that I did this? Mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to trust me, you know and um. Anyway, I ran out of the money, um, and I was suicidal. Another symptom, right? Yeah, um, emptiness. That
0: emptiness came. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. That I was super empty. All of a sudden, I didn't have power with money anymore. You know, I just felt very worthless. No one wanted to party with me anymore. No one, no one craved me. I read uh, the Forty Eight Laws of Power, um, and one of the laws in there talks about make yourself scarce, and that's what I did. Right? Like I'd be the I'd be the entertainer for everybody. And in the in the book, it says people will crave you. You know what I mean? Um, but no, but no one called me.
0: He's like, it didn't work, man. I ran this game, this super Mac Daddy game, and then still no. My phone's still dry. But um, but actually, one of the um, one of the symptoms um that I was, you know, my little bit of research on this was, you know, an unstable self image. You know, yep. people aren't calling you. People aren't, you know, reacting to you. You can't supply this, and you know, you're not the man with all that. Then there's that emptiness in there. And then at the same yep. time there's this, you know, your relationship with people where you like people, you could be really, you know, close to somebody, but at the same time devalue them. As you said, that that you know, those yeah. two extremes with the same thing. You could be at one time really enthralled and so excited about something that you're at the same time disgusted and ashamed and can't tell anybody about. <laughs> you know? Right.
2: You know, and I deal with that to this day. And mm-hmm. um and I've I've been to four different treatments. You know, um, I, I've been clean for about 14 months. Okay. Uh, and I, yeah, but man. I've shout had out to you, bro. Yeah, man.
0: That's yeah, not, that's yeah. No, no, no big, you know, no hey, big. Yeah, I, I,
2: I, I go to bars and tell people how much better I am than them. No, <laughs>
0: Um,
2: but yeah, a funny story. My first year, uh, my first year attempt in sobriety, I would go to bars and just like weirdly tempt myself. Like, I don't know. Like, have you guys seen dodgeball? At all, yeah. Like, there's a scene in there's a scene in there where bird Stiller, like, he used to be fat, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like rubbing himself the pizza. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was, yeah.
0: with <laughs> I that's what I was that.
2: doing? I was just, just going staring around at it. You
0: know like, yeah. You're not so bad. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got this. Yeah, you want that, don't you? You know, and it, it just like it's just, yeah. It
2: was psycho, man, and um, and like e- even being
0: clean doesn't make you sane. Right? Ooh, it, say that again for the people in the nosebleed sections in the back.
2: <laughs> being clean doesn't
0: make you, it doesn't cure you. Yeah, you have your to mental do health all disorders, conditions, illnesses are still there. Absolutely. And actually, I've heard that too. Like, that's what when people, when people get really disappointed when somebody, you know, their family member gets sober. They expect them to be such a nice person. But actually, man, if they got issues and, you know, personality things, it it's still there. Yeah.
2: It takes a long time. I'm still working on it, man, and it's going to be a work in progress the rest of my life. Like, my biggest flaw right now is uh, there's a show in uh, on Amazon called uh, Invincible, right? And in this, it's about superheroes and all yeah, this kind man. of stuff. Yeah, man,
0: I like that show. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I like dude, his it's, so, it's so violent and so insane. Um,
2: and it, in, in there, you know, his his dad's like that version of Superman and He's like, I got to deal with small crimes. And he was like, no, we're more of the bigger picture thing, right? And that's kind of how I was. Like, I I was like, I got to speak in front of people. I got to volunteer at all these places. I got to talk about
0: it. yes. For the,
2: for the clout, for the clout, you know?
1: For the gram, and, bro.
2: <laughs> and I was doing it for the likes, not for myself.
1: I got something for you, James. I mean, first of all, I just want to say... You've been through one hell of a journey. Thanks, brother. So I applaud you for keeping your head up and continuing the fight. Uh, for me, you know, when <clears throat> when you say you were diagnosed with, uh, um, what was it called? A split personality disorder, borderline. Yep. What was that news like for you? How did you go about, I guess you say, accepting that and just the next couple of days really just diving into what's really going on? How did that affect your mood? It
2: didn't, I ignored it for two years. Um, it really, I felt betrayed because I, I, um, Well, how did when you I find out, back it
0: up a little bit? Yeah. How did you go, go seek that out? Like, you know,
2: I went to Hazelden, you know, like the super fancy one, you know, the first, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: the recovery clinic. Guy, um, he told us about that on uh, Steve, mm-hmm. Steve, Steve. Yeah. 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 You get steak and eggs for dinner mm-hmm. and like,
2: hold on family. The, I got to go get a massage. The celebrity rehab. To yoga.
0: Yeah. The celebrity rehab. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And uh, like, I, um, all of a sudden they brought that up. They were, they said, you know, you have symptoms of borderline personality. I was like, okay, cool. Um, uh, is there a pill for it? No, not really. <laughs> you know, we could help you with the antidepressant, you know? And I remember at Hazelden the first time I was very frustrated because like the alcoholics got, uh, barbiturates, you know, like they got something to wean themselves on the mm-hmm. opiate addicts got suboxone and uh methadone and i was like what do the stimulant addicts get what do we get and i remember my counselor was like you get the meditation center and the gym
0: <laughs> there you go that's that's and important I to like, say there's no pill there's no magic pill um, and
2: i was pissed i was so angry at that and i think i'm the only guy ever to go into treatment and lose a bunch of weight because when i went into treatment um even though I was hooked on amphetamines, I uh, I would drink about 12, 13 beers a night. So I weighed about two fifty five okay, when yeah, I, I got in. Uh, when I got into Hazel, then when I left, I weighed two twenty. Um, I worked out religiously. It became my new kind of you know uh, kind of addiction through that. Um, but all of a sudden. Uh,
1: I understand that. But
2: I was just focusing on what I looked like, though. I wasn't really concentrating on the actual, the good mental health aspects of it. I was just like, I was trying to make myself look great, right? So when I get out, people will crave me, right? That's because right. I'm I gonna still stunt believe
0: on him. Yeah, I'm gonna stunt on him. <laughs> and,
2: you know, and you know, I, I got out, and I thought I was going to be a one-chip wonder, man. Uh, but I didn't deal with the BPD. I didn't deal with my, I dealt with the addiction part. I dealt with, um, you know, the depression part, but I didn't deal with the behavior part. And this is the hardest part of recovery for me is the behaviors, right? Like putting down the drugs and stuff. Yeah, it sucks the first like couple months, right? Like even six months, it it sucks, right? I never thought I was going to feel pleasure again up until day 60, right? Like that's how warped my brain was, you know? And, but I didn't deal with the BPD, which causes the addictive behaviors, you know? It's part of the reasons why that happened. And, uh, like, a very huge...
0: Yeah, losing a lot of, yeah, a lot of death early on in life, yeah. Since, uh, from
2: girl to girl to girl to girl, trying to find that same thing, right? Like, this is the answer, this is the answer, this is the answer. And... I never found the answer. Right. Because I was, I was looking for a cure. I was looking for a magic pill, a magic woman to save me. Right. A mother almost. And, and like, I couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden all these girls would leave or I, I I call myself good luck Chuck in real life because like six of my exes are married now, but it like, and then I finally started this year um, actually tackling it. Um, I relapsed on meth and heroin. Um, I shot it up. Uh, I never thought I would do that. I always thought I was a sophisticated addict, right? I would mm-hmm. just take the pills yeah, that were yeah, made in the lines lab, you right? Won't
0: cross. Exactly. I, yeah. I'm not like those others, but Hey man, Life and then I, I humbling you.
2: Yeah. And then I want, right. And, uh, and that's what like kind of got me out of the meetings a lot was like, these people are dumb. I'm better than everyone in here. Like, I don't have any kids. I don't have any criminal record. I don't have blah, 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 blah. But I fail to look at, hey, man, you put yourself in debt when you had all the money in the world. Hey, man, you are hurting all the people that actually care and love you because they don't understand what's going on with you. And you won't be honest and open about what is right. So. I, this year, I had a four-year, edu- I thought about going back to treatment, um, but I was like, I've had a four-year education in this. I got to tackle all of this. In oh. Minnesota, thank you all the taxpayers, because I owe this state my life.
0: Have great I really resources. do. They really do, yeah.
2: um, And, like, it, it saved my life. Um, I'm still on the uh, men care, and that's how I'm able to get the proper treatment and stuff that I am receiving now um and and uh now i'm working on the behavior part um Mm -hmm. and my biggest thing is such again it's like i don't do i'm a (laughs) slob my car's always Mm -hmm. a mess my Mm -hmm. room's always a mess and then as it with like this article that i read like 10 years ago if you have a messy living space you know that means you're a genius that means (laughs)
0: those articles that randomly pop up to like Ah. make us feel bad about our real quirks that like you know this actually means i'm better than you right you know
2: right (laughs) and it's just like confirmation bias at its finest right like yeah i'm gonna click on this and i'm gonna believe it for the rest of my life this is what's real you know and it's just as bad as like a flat earther or something you know what i mean um and it and it i just um and now to bring it kind of to the present I'm not like, I almost, uh, to be honest with you guys, I almost relapsed yesterday. I, uh, I, um, I, and it was again with this behavior that I haven't been really handling. I found out my cousin died last week. My best friend's girlfriend committed suicide and, um, dude, and like, I wasn't handling it properly, right? Like I just was like, Oh, that's life and blah, blah, blah. But on the inside, I was on fire again. And my friend asked me to take care of her dying dog, right, Um, while she was, like, at work. And I went over there yesterday, and I found out that dogs take Xanax. And Xanax wasn't even my drug of choice. And And I took out, like, four of the Xanax, and I put it in, like, a little box. And then I went to the gym. And then someone called me, right? And this is kind of like the, uh, what's that Jim Carrey movie, uh, where he's going to show, uh, the Truman show. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, and that's what I consider like kind of my higher power is just like weird, crazy coincidences. And uh, this guy needed a ride to this meeting that I wasn't going to go to because I was going to go home and take a bunch of Xanax and forget about everything. Um, and so I picked, on my way to pick him up. Uh he lived right next to the house, right? So I made a pit stop, dropped off the pills, put them back, called the owner, let her know what happened. And I told, I ratted myself out at that meeting and I told the guy that I picked up, you just probably saved my life, you know, um, and that's, and that's because again, I wasn't dealing with the symptoms properly and I haven't been doing my normal rituals. In the morning, because uh, you you have to have like, for me, I have to I call it doing it my makeup. In the morning, I immediately hit my knees and pray to something. I don't know what it is, Jesus, food. I I don't care, right? I just know that I'm not shooting up anymore for fun. I'm not ODing in my car. Hey,
0: that's enough to praise anything for.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. And I don't know what it is.
0: I don't know what it is.
2: Right. Like, and I, that's what I tell people. And that's what I tell my sponsees too. It's like, pray to something. You don't have to believe in some white guy with a beard. You don't have to believe in that. Just like understand that there is a connectedness and there is something bigger than ourselves. And every morning it's the hardest part for me because I, I, I told you this uh, earlier. Um, but when we met the first time, but like, I'm like that chick on 51st Um, she forgets every 24 hours, right? In the morning, I wake up selfish, malcontent, angry, all of the worst of the symptoms, right? Every morning, right? And a lot of people would say at night or during the weekends or during summer. Um, but in order to get out of that, I hit my knees, pray to something. I always thought that was kinky, but uh, I tell you what, I put my gym suit on and I pray to something. I don't care. Um, I, uh, immediately write down five things I'm grateful for three ways to make the day, um, actually productive, right. Um, make it realistic. Like with don't say like win the lottery, get a supermodel. What You know what I mean? Like make, make them small, aim small, miss small, you know? Um, and then after that, I write down two positive affirmations and that's the hardest part because I, again, I have body dysmorphia. I'll be, um, I, people say I look good. I look buff and stuff like that, but I just don't believe them. And it, and it's hard. I understand that, like, I'm starting to get like, yeah, now, man, you're, you're fine. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, uh, but I, I still have that and I have to do these rituals every morning. Yeah. And it's a lifelong thing. And this is the thing about it is it's kind of you could you could lose yourself in it, right? Like you could do what I almost did yesterday and not handle anything and not pick up the phone or ask for help. And that's another thing too. As a guy, especially growing up in the most rugged
0: places <laughs> yeah, the in Alaskan, America yeah.
2: <laughs> You know, it was like it was like no, you pick yourself up by your bootstraps. You don't need to ask for help. You know, you figured out how to do this and that and blah 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 blah. And no, I need this. I need people. I need people like Steve. I need people like you to help spread the message that this is actually possible. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not making even if it doesn't feel like you're making like any kind of strides, like we're human, we're not machines. You know, when people say, you know, screw your feelings, they don't, listen to that because like that's something a robot would say to a squirrel and a squirrel wouldn't understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It means nothing. You know, um,
2: man, and
1: it, that's, that's amazing, James, for you to, for you to stop and realize, Hey man, something is wrong. And just for that person to, you know, to happen to ask you for a ride and all that. And you stopped yourself, you know, that's amazing. To, I applaud again for you, man. That's, that's some tough stuff. And, you, you carry on such a, a positive attitude still, and that's amazing. And I'm happy that you shared that because other people that are listening, you know, those could be some very helpful tips. It sounds corny, you know, to be like, "Hey, wake up in the morning, pray to something, and stuff," but it works. It works if that's what you need to do. And yeah. It works. Then it works. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it
2: works for me, and it's so it, it, like it, there's different. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. and thank you. Um, thank you for this opportunity too, and. In this journey too, it's just like yeah, I have to do this, and now it's kind of like I live in two separate worlds, right? Like I live, I live that addict, um, super symptomatic, uh, borderline personality disorder world on one end, and then I live in the normal world now, where things are like the quote unquote normal world, um, and I'm able to see both sides, and that's empathy right there. And I say this a lot, but. Like, you guys spreading the message about any kind of mental health awareness um, and having people share, like, when people share their experience, strength, hope, whatever, like, all the corny things, right? Like, all of a sudden, it's not about that person anymore. It's not about me. It becomes the we. Because you share something, it might actually touch someone. And then we are all lighthouses of hope. We all are there's no matter no matter what we are all of us have to find a way to light that light you know and it it takes a long time and a lot of people lose themselves before they realize that i always thought like i always in my head i always wanted to be you know someone powerful someone that i like i wanted to be like jeffrey bezos like yeah i'll ride a cow i'll wear a cowboy hat Mm -hmm. on a dick-shaped rocket ship you know and say screw my workers but no you know what my purpose in life is and i have to remember this because right now i work at a gas station i live in my aunt's attic at 31 but the thing is is like as sad as i get about that i have to remember what my true purpose is and my purpose is to do to help struggling people in any way shape or form and everything else will kind of fall into place um,
0: So that's that's perspective, man. That's perspective, because one thing um, and I like how you how you just said, like, this is where you're at right now, but it's only temporary. And that's the only thing that's permanent. The trick of whatever you're going through, whenever you're going through tough times is um, to always remember that you're going through it. It's a dynamic experience. It's always changing. Um, You know, just like you've seen how bad things can change when you can relapse. You've seen yourself go back the other way. That's just how fast things can launch forward, too. So, you know, you get to see the whole gamut of it, but, man. But thanks for that, man. Um, That's so much. Like, you gave us so much uh, information in your experience, you know, with this, dealing, you know, not only with addiction and recovering from that, but your own personal um, mental health, um, you know, issues and continuing to address that. You know, it's a double fight that you're fighting on both fronts, but you're fighting a good fight. And um, thank you so much for sharing that, man. We we appreciate that, man. And We're definitely going to have to have you come back again, man. You know, you're the, you're the fam now, you know. Steve's multiple-time guest. Now we have we multi-guests. Now we're up to, like, what, 25 episodes. So now we, we're getting repeat, people. So next time you come back, you can definitely uh, share some more about therapy itself and the process of that. And, you know, even... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely give us an update on what you're, you know, how you're doing and everything. And then, um, you know, to to encourage other people who are out there who are struggling with it because, again, I learned it's not as uncommon as you think. People, one out of every hundred people, you know, have um, yep. BPD and it's probably under yep. underdiagnosed because as he said, when he got the initial diagnosis, he didn't even want to hear it. There's so many people yep. out there like that, man. So thank you so much for sharing yep. that, man.
2: Yeah, no worries. Uh I appreciate this opportunity. I appreciate you guys. Uh keep spreading the word and remember you guys are lighthouses, right? I love
0: like so, that. We're taking that.
2: Um and then the other thing, the last thing I'll kind of say to you is uh like we're <laughs> as as a person going through this journey, right? Like there I'd rather Uh, choreograph a dance with my demons than to actually wrestle with them, if that makes sense, to understand what my demons are, because that is me. That is forever going to be me. And there's that famous quote, you know, like kids are afraid of monsters in the dark until, you know, when they get older, they look in the mirror and they realize the monsters are right there the whole time. Mm -hmm. And like, we have to tame those monsters, but they're never, for me, I know they're never going to leave. Right. But I could choreograph how that works in a way with therapy, with help, with recovery, with volunteering, with all of the positive things. And again, that doesn't make you perfect. I still do crazy stuff like yesterday, mm-hmm. stealing medicine from a dying dog.
0: <laughs> hey, man.
2: What? You
0: know, hey, we're so. on the journey in process, man. But hey, we appreciate it. And definitely keep absolutely. Us I will. I will.
1: Yeah, man, so again, uh, James, thank you for your time and everything with coming on the show. Uh, Pretty much this part is just a mental break. We'll finish on a lighter note. Again, I thank you for sharing your uh, experience and your journey. Uh, One last thing before we go. If, for you, James, your travel destination spot, where would you go tomorrow if you could, and money was not an option, I mean, and money was not a problem?
2: Money wasn't a problem, and I would travel. Um, tomorrow. Hop in the yeah. plane tomorrow. You, uh, you know, you go to Ukraine. Yeah, just hop on and go. Uh, just save the Ukrainian. No, I'm just kidding. See, I'm about um, to say
0: wow, you about to virtue <laughs> signal that hard, my brother.
1: That is. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, the, the hashtag white savior. I'm telling you, that would have been epic levels
0: uh, right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but honestly, man, I would love to go back to Paris. Um, I Holy barely remember me. it. And, um, I thought it was one of the coolest cities from what I remember, uh just because it's so old um I didn't really get to experience like the the like, cultural parts, right? like I hung off the Eiffel, just like you know that one song by mm-hmm. Kanye and stuff,
0: <laughs> and I have go. a picture
2: of that, which is kinda <laughs> cool, but I didn't sit and appreciate the art mm-hmm. that is housed there. I didn't appreciate like I'm a huge history nerd, you know? And I and France is the reason is one of the main reasons why America is America. Hey,
0: um, Viva la revolution.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. And I appreciate their culture and I, I, I would love to go back to Paris again and just kind of explore and see the ins and outs of it, not just the dark underbelly, right? So
1: Very nice. What about you, Eric? Well, for me, I guess, um,
0: if I got to take a trip tomorrow, um, I'm definitely, you know what? Because I'm a bit of a history guy myself, man. I would love to go to like Istanbul, like Turkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Istanbul. Oh, yeah. It's like a lot of culture. I watch like some, um, you know, those food shows and travel food shows and stuff. And when they go to there, yeah, so much stuff there. Because it's like, you know, they used to call it Asia minor in the Bible, I think. And it used to be kind of known as that. And it's like, we're kind of like the Europe meets the Middle East. Like, yep. just that fusion, everything. Like, there's so much history, so much information. Um, and, again, the food it looks bomb. And it looks colorful. Everything just, it looks, every time i see it on TV, I'm like, man, that would, it looks like a place that that's would got be a lot nice of stuff to go. there. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Istanbul, Turkey.
2: Yep, Istanbul Esten- right. would nice. be amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. Good, good good call. Yeah, we didn't yeah, make it yeah. there either. Yeah. So. <laughs> next
0: time. <laughs> next time. There will be a next yeah, time. Yeah.
2: That's what I have to tell myself. Nice,
0: nice, nice,
1: nice. So. <laughs> so. yes. right. Were you, yes. you hopping on the jet too, Mino? Uh, for me, man, I'm kind of feeling for. I, I do want to go uh, see Niagara Falls. Never been. It is beautiful. It's just yeah, something no, but the water. Okay. Powerful something stuff. Something but the water, man. Okay. Yes. I respect. Yes. Re- well, I mean, that's all I got for us. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that's all I got for us. Anything, any last words from either of you?
2: Um, again, thank you, boys. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep going, you know, Um. and I I am honored, and I really appreciate what you guys do to take your time to wake people up, to kind of shake them, to force them to take the red pill, in a sense. So thank you.
0: Uh, well, thank you. You know, uh, we're just doing our Morpheus duty out here. You know, waking up, waking people up out the matrix, so, uh, but on a serious note, I thank you for coming, man. We do appreciate it. Thank you all for listening out there. Hope you got something out of this show. Um, hope some information was shared that you can take with you or experience that can in- encourage you to get the uh, mental health uh, that you need so you can live the life that you want. And until next time, peace.